0: What's going on guys? Welcome to episode 29 and hopefully from this episode you will have a greater idea as to the psychological element into Liverpool's form, um, Xhaka and his decisions. Today we're going to speak on moods and mistakes. So this is going to be exploring some of the, the incidents that's happened in sport and really kind of give a little bit of psychological understanding so that maybe you could um, identify some areas in your game or identify um, some areas in someone else's game where you can best work to, to get to a solution. So where do I start? Let's just talk about it from a, a football perspective. What is going on with Liverpool? You know, um, I've already mentioned to you before that there is no real home advantage. So, you know, it's not necessarily something that you can actually put a finger to. It, it could be largely coincidental in terms of it actually happening at Anfield. But it's not looking good and and the record's there, whether it's gonna be considered as a COVID season or or not, no fans in the stadium. They've lost six games in a row at Anfield, so that's pretty crazy. You know, um I said in my (laughs) WhatsApp group chat, I was like, are Liverpool allowed to win, (laughs) you know. Um and let me stop there because, you know, um I, I don't wanna don't know if anyone from Liverpool would hear this or any Liverpool fans. But from a football perspective, it is, it is alarming, should I say. But, you know, as I, as I watch football and as I really study the game from a psychological perspective, it, it's not coincidental when these things are considered, you know. Then I flip to a Xhaka now, and I'm an Arsenal fan, so there's two parts of me when I watch football. There's that the fan in me that, you know, was a fan from a young boy who would still maybe react like a fan, but then there's the other side where I literally get back to, to normal and then r- understand why things like this happen. And then I, I put on my psychological hat. So with Jacques now, what, what could he say? Um, it's just another mistake. And, and now that there's a record attached to him and his decisions too. And so it will be good to explore these, explore some of the reasons that these happen, um, these incidents happen. Um, and then be able to explore some of the mindsets that kind of explain why these things are actually happening. So let's look at Liverpool, for instance. So they're champions. So immediately there's pressure. Immediately there's that reputation of can you do it again? You know. So you're going through your season, and you could see like it would be great actually to to do like a highlights reel of the Jurgen Klopp. Premier League post-match interviews, where they are asking him every single question about something to do with becoming champions, something about them winning back to back, and now as as the games come um, and get, you know, well furthermore, when that was happening, you could just see he would just try and divert that that question and and avoid it and you know redirect the the interviewer, and then you could see a growing frustration, which was actually quite um interesting to see actually and that was actually very interesting to see him avoid that question and become increasingly frustrated because of that and now it's developed into a top four thing and and really trying to go into some of the reasons why it's not going well at liverpool and so what am i trying to say about that there's been pressure from the onset there's been pressure from liverpool to maintain that remarkable form that they've shown over the last few years they had records at home they had they were just one of the best teams in the world, right? If not the, they won the Club World Cup, right? Yeah, so they were the best team in the world, I believe. Yeah, no, no, excuse me. Bayern Munich were, but like, you know, last season they were the best, the season before now, I think. Anyway, <laughs> leave it. But yes, um, so that's, that's Liverpool. So there's been pressure from the onset. So the players will be immediately affected by that. And as a few results don't go their way, they increase pressure. They increase scrutiny. Can could actually drain the players, you know, because it's it's easier when you know you're playing well and you know you're on top, and it, it is easy for you to kind of focus or easier to focus on the next game. You know, you're on top. You're not looking back You're not looking ahead of you to see if who's on top. You're more like literally, no one else is there for you to really consider. So. And I believe they ran away of it last season, right? I think very early in the season. So it was easier for them to maintain their focus. Whereas when you're a team that's looking up now and results are not going your way, you know, it can be a little bit exhausting alone just to try and chase. And then the scrutiny and the pressure for you guys to maintain, um, you know, Premier League or champion status. And so that can definitely affect the mood of the players in the team, you know, where players... You know, we'll come into training, feel a little bit dejected. And this is considering COVID. The motivation going to be at a low. You know, things are feeling a bit mundane in terms of a lack of stimulation for the boys. And so what I've definitely noticed, especially from body language at the club, the mood is very low for the players. The mood is extremely low, you know. And if I'm being completely honest with you, there's every reason for you to understand why they've gone through a lot. Um, one, COVID alone. Um, and and uh, the implications as that that does have on football. Um, their home being a fortress, they were a team that really were galvanised and, and, and benefited from a home advantage. And you saw that last season with their records. So that being stripped of them, it almost could feel a bit handicapped like a massive element of sport being taken away from you. And then obviously the results and the pressure that is upon you, it's hard for you to maintain that level of optimism and, and, and poise. And so uh, the mood is very low. And so there's a number of kind of thought processing that, you know, kind of results from you having a low mood. And I want to be able to identify them today. And then what I'll do at the end of this episode is identify the alternative perspective and that can at least start triggering and in, in planting some seeds of thought that can be more empowering rather than debilitating to your performances. And so with Xhaka now, it's an interesting one, and I believe it's tough for me to say because I don't know Xhaka personally, but there is um, a massive psychological um, explanation to why mistakes happen so in, uh, you know instantly. So when we make decisions, there's two parts of our brain that that um can govern the way that we behave, you know. So we have a rational part of our brain which is a little bit more um calculated, where good judgment will take place and, you know, if I haven't said that already, a rational, rational with an R, not that I, a rational um side of your brain where those are, you know, a little bit more of a smoother mental processing. Right, And then we have like an irrational um, side of our brain Which is called the um, amygdala So that's another part where a bit more of an emotional Rash in judgement Not very well considered um, decisions um, That's the section of our brain which is usually associated with What teenagers and young individuals Kind of um, make most decisions from The amygdala So that's a part of our brain which is um, a lot less rational in thinking, and that is definitely something where a lot of the decisions that jacker makes on the pitch is definitely governed by the amygdala. The interesting thing is, though, we almost, in when we're making decisions, we are presented with a crossroads. So there is, you know, the the threat or the scenario is presented to us. This is all quick and split second processing, and by the way, but we are presented with. Uh, a, a challenge, a threat or a scenario. And then we have thoughts, conscious thoughts that we, we, you know, we um, entertain and that steers the direction of um, how we interpret the information, which then leads to how our behavior is you know, performed. And so I, I can't tell you exactly what <laughs> Jaco is thinking, but a lot of it, you can see a lot of it is um, irrational. Why, I think back to that actual moment when he made that mistake on Saturday. He, you know, he looked up, so this is explaining the, the full processes. He looked up, with a footballer, you have to decide and act very fast. So, you know, his brains worked to that capacity over the years to, to, to calculate and to make decisions. So he looked up, um, you know, he's under pressure as well, which makes it easier for you to, to, to think and make decisions through the amygdala because there's not much um, thought processing to, to actually be made. So he he looks up, a um, bit of pressure, right by the goal, and he sees a threat in terms of Chris Wood in front of him. He's right foot he's left footed, but he's taken the touch. Yes, it's a, not the greatest touch, which increases a bit more pressure on him as well. And he actually tries to like Curl the ball around Chris Wood You know like when someone shoots And they use that defender As like a reference To curl the ball around them To maybe score He actually <laughs> attempted that um, Which led to a mistake being You know happening Where you know he done that on his of thought Hit Chris Wood Went in And there's been a lot of scrutiny Towards him because of that But that's And, and Jacker is not completely at fault for this because it should be made to his attention um, about, the, you know, how our mind and brain works, you know. Um, and it's something that can be changed. It's something that can be worked on. And it takes a lot of conscious thought to kind of get yourself in the habit of you making more calculated and, you know, um, more um, rational decisions when you're, when you're engaging in sport. And that's definitely going to have to start in training, you know. Um, if, you, if you become a little bit more lackadaisical in training and, you know, you're making a lot of those decisions from the amygdala, the part of our brain, the irrational part of our brain, it's hard for you to to all of a sudden become serious in your game. So make that be a lesson to everyone as well. So before, um, we, or furthermore, before I get onto some of the solutions, let's explore some of the, the thought processing that would happen when you don't respond to mistakes well. Um, And then also when your mood is not very up there. So with Xhaka, when I say responding to mistakes well, I'm referencing the previous mistakes that's led to this record. So with Xhaka, that was actually kind of an additional kind of like observation that I wanted to kind of make clear to you guys to to get you to think about how our brain works and, and how decisions can be made. And as I said to you before, that can be reversed and... You know, if you feel like you're someone where you are making right nice decisions, it's something that you want to address and you can contact me. I'm more than happy to, to support the community of the podcast listeners. And so back to kind of Liverpool now, as we transition into them handling, um, you know, this period where their moods is very low. This is what they will be going through, you know. So they would be focusing on the, the risks. So... The risk of them maybe playing freely. Um, the risk of them, you know, maybe not shooting and scoring. Scoring has been a massive issue. So we've heard that on from the media perspective, they're not scoring. They haven't got that goal scorer, etc. And, you know, it's kind of happened since Jota's been injured, right? So they could be focusing a lot more on the, the issues that are happening at the club. Um, and then there could be potentially scared of the consequences you know um and this could be more about them being afraid of maybe over expressing themselves that leave them vulnerable because they're conceding goals now they're not winning games so it's more of them like being a little bit afraid to express themselves because of the the things that could happen which could make their matters worse which then makes affects the way that they play. They don't play with the freedom. They don't play with the, the confidence, so to speak. And so this is this is another effect of them of their mood and how this becomes a negative becomes what should I say a negative spiral. Very interestingly, though know, these are the the same factors that uh, trouble an individual when they make a mistake. You know, so when people do make mistakes, this is the mind and their thought processing. So they are affected by the past. You know, they are affected by the past and what's just happened either in the game or even a repeti- a repetition or reputation. should I say, that's happened over time. And you know what the reputation Liverpool are having right now? They can't win at home. So yes, this affects the opposition and, and motivates them. But then also it's, it's them going home and maybe dying for an away game to get away from this this pressure. And so on. because of that, that can easily affect their mood where They're so hesitant, you know, or they're actually probably wanting a break where they don't want to actually be engaging in a home game or a fixture because of the things that have been happening in the past. Then they start questioning themselves, you know, so if you just made a mistake, you start to question yourself as to whether you actually are good enough, you know, or whether you are meant to be at the level that you're at or whether you actually... Are in a form or losing it essentially and so with Liverpool now um, I think Gary Neville came out and said something super critical um, over them who I do thinks you know very good when he does given um, his his thoughts but there is obviously a bit of invested interest like you know for United against Liverpool but anyway um, Liverpool could be questioning themselves are they that title caliber um, that they have produced you know, was this a one-off, you know? Is this the start of a D-Rail? Um, maybe the lack of signings, has that affected them? Do they actually ha- need the home support? And this is some of the questions that I'm sure have been asking them. Um, um, uh, they're asking themselves, and you know, do they have the squad depth? And is, is that one of the issues, why they're not informed? And so when someone does mis- make mistakes, it's easy for them to start questioning themselves. And as I said beforehand, their confidence starts at derail. And then this is the biggest thing actually for me at the moment, acting on their current feelings. Now, as a player, if you want to be very effective, you cannot be making decisions based on how you feel. How you feel in the nicest way possible is very irrelevant to the task, right? Because you're you're then now starting to, to make decisions based on how you feel which is taking you away or taking that, that whole thought process and then the energy that you could be doing towards the task away from the task, but onto you as an individual. And so this isn't ineffective because it's, it's focusing on so many other aspects other than the game. And so I believe, again, Liverpool, their, their mood is not very high. And so they are making decisions based on their current feeling. Maybe they're not feeling so motivated. Maybe they just need a break and they're, they're kind of tired of everything. So this is something that um, is, is very apparent for those that make mistakes too because they'll focus on how they feel. They'll feel frustrated. Maybe they start having a go at somebody. Maybe the referee or something of the sort. Maybe they might start going for a crunch and tackle. They act on how they feel. And you've seen it in the game where people make irrational decisions like that and they're off, you know. So that's that's, an, that's another element there but let me focus on some of the the more empowering um perspectives and and mindsets so what we just looked at was some of the pessimistic thoughts that you can have which is debilitated to performance and as i said to you before this is when you have just made a mistake or when there's been a a, a succession of negative results these are some of the thoughts that you would um have when you do compete in sport um which can affect the way that you play So here's some more practical and empowering ways of thinking. So instead of you focusing on the risks and the things that could easily go wrong, it's important for you to shift that focus into the rewards of what you can actually do and and the benefits of you actually engaging in in, in sport. So let's just say, for example, you just made a mistake when you when you're playing like, you know, the next phase of play, you could be focusing on the fact that you don't want to actually misplace that pass. You don't want to make a mistake again. But as you literally placing so much focus on the negative and, and the things that could go wrong, it's almost like you're, you're replaying that, that moment in your head and almost subconsciously creating a muscle memory. And I say that in a very loose terminology, but like creating a, a schema, right? Which can then probably make it more likely for you to make that same mistake or it kind of restricts your mind to be free, you know? And so focusing on the rewards... Is more practical and empowering perspective because you are focus or you're, you're creating that schema of the success, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and that's what we want to be doing and training our minds in that regard. So instead of you being scared of the consequences, you want to consider the opportunity. What opportunity is there for you to be successful? You know, instead of you focusing on the, maybe losing at home. You have a great opportunity to play a team that's playing in a relegation battle. I'm saying Fulham. And you have an opportunity to get yourself informed. You're playing at home. You're playing in familiar territory. You know, players are coming back. It's an opportunity for you to succeed and do well. Right? And, you know, maybe a player might be getting a start for the first time. Or they're getting a run of games. And, you know, they had a good Champions League game. And they, they have been scoring of late. The opportunity for them to have a 90 minute game to score. And that's something where you're thinking a lot more practical, a lot more empowering, and a lot more rational in your thought. And then instead of you being affected by the past and focusing on what has happened that's gone wrong and the things that potentially could go wrong again, it's more about you living in the present. What can you do now? I have a little acronym that I break down. It's like a winning mentality, W-I-N. What is important or what's important now? That's the winning mentality. You're focusing on the present. You're not lingering in the past, but you're focusing on the, the new chances and new opportunities for you to become successful and, and then to make an impact. And then instead of you being, or uh, questioning yourself, it's <laughs> this is a very interesting one. So instead of questioning yourself, you being persistent, but I like this phrase, stubborn in thought. Um, yesterday, um The Man United game, um, there was a lot of talk about Raheem Sterling and him not scoring against Man United in his career and him being against Juan bissaka And yes, he didn't score, yes, City lost, but he was very, and even Gary Neville said himself, he said he's stubborn, you know. He will keep doing what he's doing until it works for him, you know, Um, despite, you know, some of it not going well for him, despite his team not winning, despite him not scoring, he's still going to do that same. He's going to still maintain his efforts and his he's, um, he's, he's contribution. He's going to maintain that contribution to his team despite the scenarios. And that's something which is a seriously empowering and practical way of thinking because it doesn't tear away from your game. You don't lose your game because of the circumstances that's going on. You're stubborn in thought. You're going to keep pushing and persistence can't keep up with failure. And lastly, instead of you acting on your feelings, it's you being attentive to the task at hand. By you focusing on how you feel, as I mentioned before, it takes away from what you can actually do and things that are needed of you to be effective um, in the task. And those are ways that are you can empower yourself, yourself a lot more. And this is something that I feel like you can almost save as a bookmark because you, sometimes you don't always feel like this. but. You know, these are two ways you could think, especially after handling mistakes and especially over a run of games and how it could affect you and your mood and at the club. And these are ways that you can almost rescue yourself in terms of the way that you think that can positively affect you in the next phase of play. And again, this is something that you can start developing and practicing and get in the habit of in training. So it becomes closer to second nature in a competitive scenario. So I hope that adds value to you guys and next week is episode 30 it's racking up exciting times and again on to next week all the best